Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Well, hey, welcome back to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and it's so good to have you back. It's been a long week, and this is the week of Thanksgiving. And I'm so glad to have you back for the Thanksgiving week. I hope this week that you will take time to give thanks for the things that have happened. I'm not talking just about November 2nd, not just talking about the Tea Party. We do live in the greatest nation on earth. We have many challenges, and we're going to start addressing those even as we speak. We're addressing those in the Tea Party movement. But I'm telling you, America has been blessed. We are fortunate. We have men and women who have served in our military, men and women who have served us in different roles all throughout our history. And now we're calling. America is calling forward the Tea Party movement, and those patriots who are willing to give the time and energy and efforts to see this nation on to this next level. We have got to get people inspired and continue to march forward together to say that we are going to do what it takes to get America back into the black, back into where we don't borrow money year after year after year of deficits running up, to, uh, to I don't know how. I know how can we pay it off. All I know to do is roll up our shirt sleeves and stop digging a hole deeper. <laughs> That's pretty common sense, isn't it? Stop digging a hole. We're going deeper every year. So uh, hopefully this new Congress is getting a message. So we are here tonight to give you another great show on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We're going to talk some about Thanksgiving, talk about the news. Then we have an interview with uh, David Spillman and from uh, Freedom Works. He's an on-the-ground guy and uh, been on the ground during the campaign season. And I'm, we're going to get some uh, firsthand information about uh, Freedom Works. And for those who don't know what Freedom's, Freedom Works is, uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about it at the interview, so don't go away. Uh, listen to that. We have that coming up in a few minutes, and then we have a great rock a liberty speech. going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about Germany in the 1930s, and what does that have to do with Thanksgiving? Uh, stay tuned and listen. So let's get to what's going on in the news. To me, one of the biggest things happening in the news is the fact that the Republicans, fresh off victories on November 2nd, are talking when the Republicans in the Senate get together. And what did they talk about? Uh, Senator DeMint led them in saying, we need to say no to earmarks. Unbelievable. <laughs> What's that? I don't know what I, that sound effect was. I'm just telling you that when Republicans can get together in the Senate and say, we're going to stop earmarks, you better listen. Because something's going on. That would not have been said. That would not have been done if it wasn't for the Tea Party movement. So thank you. Thank you. Give yourselves a hand. We are affecting what's going on in Washington by what we're doing across America. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you once again. 
and we are working together right in tandem. Doc Holliday's Tea Party and you, and thank you for because we are making a difference. Not only in the Republican Party, that's going to put pressure on the Democrats. And that's why the Tea Party movement does not need to be a third-party movement. We need to keep both parties' feet to the fire. We live in a country that has been a two-party system for uh, since its existence. Two major parties always battling, battling it out in most cases. And what we're saying is... We, as the Tea Party movement, have to keep both parties' feet to the fire. Now, you can't tell me we have not affected the Democratic Party. Just the fact that the Republicans are saying no to earmarks. What's that going to make the Democrats do? They're going to look sillier than they already look after November 2nd. They're going to get sillier and sillier looking if they don't uh, take the medicine from the Tea Party movement. I'll tell you another way. Look, we had uh, Senator, uh, Senator Manchkin from uh, West Virginia. He was the governor in a tight race. And what did he do? He pulled out the cap-and-trade bill uh, promoted by the, the liberal Democrats and President Obama. He took that cap-and-trade bill out. He got his gun and blew a hole through it. Now, don't tell me the Tea Party movement is not affecting the Democrats and the Republicans and America. So what you're doing, keep it up. Let's keep it up. And this is the week of Thanksgiving. And we uh, want to gather together wherever you are. Take time to give thanks to God. Take time to give thanks for America. And if you haven't listened to last week's show, go back and listen. We had Chris Whittington on there. And he's uh, been big in the Tea Party movement in his community. And he told us about what he was doing. And he helped put together a group called the Day of the Lord Foundation. And they, they wanted to, to bring out the freedom of speech and the freedom to just say we love the Lord Jesus Christ, and and we we talked about others and other faiths. If you know, it's not just a Christian thing. Be be proud of your faith and be able to speak out. This is freedom of speech at its best. And so, Chris Whittington, we had him on last week and talked about what they put together in their community. And we encourage everybody uh, to go to your community Thanksgiving services. This week, if you're if there's a community Thanksgiving service, go to it and uh, show that tea partiers want to be a part of the community. And we don't want to always be shouting. And there's time to shout, and there's a time to pray, and there's a time to reach out and shake hands. And now that's not in Ecclesiastes, but it's uh, you can call it Doc Holliday's uh, tea party uh, mantra. There's a time to reach out and shake hands. Even if you're worst enemies, we've got to be able to uh, shake hands. If we're Americans, we are all in this together. Now, we know, that, as conservatives, we know how to get out of it. And it's, uh, it's, a long go, it's an ongoing, long-term process convincing these liberals that, uh, that uh, their way has just crumbled. And some of them may not ever, they may go to the graves believing in that crumbled uh, uh, road to socialism is not really the road to serfdom, but uh, but you can't convince everybody. There's always going to be some folks that you just can't convince, but majority of people, they see the truth, and they'll know it. And that's why these conservative principles of the Tea Party movement, we've got to keep pushing, and we're going to put our arms around some of these disillusioned liberals. You've heard me talk about it, and we're going to put our arms around them, and we're going to love them, and we're going to say we, we may not 
convince you now, but we're going to pray with you, and we're going to show you that as we as conservatives get more and more uh, put into Congress and get more and more conservative ideas, we're going to see the economy get better. When we stop this senseless spending, we're going to tell the world that we are doing something about the debt and doing something about our deficit, and that's going to get more confidence in the American dollar and the American economy than anything else we could do right now, and that's going to start giving us good benefits. We're going to see that, and we got to keep pushing it and pushing it, and that November 2nd was the first step, and we've got to get ready for the gear up for the elections two years down the road. Even now, look around. Start looking at some Tea Party candidates. We learned a lot from this past uh, election cycle, and we got more time to get things up and running. we got more organization skills, more networking skills, and we can find better candidates, and we're going to. Get out there. Start. It's not too early. You know, look at, look at the liberal... Democrats in the Senate, in the United States Senate. I think 23 of them are up for election. Uh, 23 out of 33, so that, that would leave about 10 Republican seats to be, uh, the, the, the Republicans got to try to hold, and I think it's 23, maybe 21, 23. Anyway, a lot more Democrat seats have got, uh, the Democrats have got to try to hold. And so even now, it's the time to start looking and see what we can do to, to get this country more conservatively, we've got to knock out some liberals. So start, start even now. And as we're going on and on on this show, I, I want to tell you on the news, we've got to hit a couple more things, and then we will be getting to our uh, interview with uh, Dave Spielman from Freedom Works. So hang on, it's just a couple minutes away now. But let me tell you a little bit more about uh, what did you think? Yeah, I'm asking you, what did you think about our president's trip to Asia? President Obama, as he went off to uh, Asia and the G20 conference and then uh, uh, went back to where his boyhood uh, home was in Indonesia, we expected to get a South Korean trade agreement out of that, and uh, somehow that fell through. I think President Obama did not show his magic like... Uh, like everybody said he's going to. I can remember before he's elected. They vilified George Bush as president. Even the American press just just hammered him and it made him look like such a world villain. Everybody, you know, anybody could walk in and make America look better. And then Mr. Charm himself, President Obama, they thought put him in a room with some world leaders and America will be dancing on the world stage. <laughs> I hadn't seen America dance on the world stage. And, and I'm... I, I pray for our president. I'll just say that. I pray for our president for the sake of our country and our economy that he can show a strong leadership hand. But I I don't know. Uh, if he's playing cards, he, he's not showing his cards. He, uh, he should have a lot stronger hand than what he seems to be playing. But let's pray for him. Let's pray for our president that uh, he can that he can strengthen his international charm uh, we need to do something. We need to get some of these international uh, treaties. We need to work for our countries and our allies and our friends to get this world economy going. And, and I'm not sure if everybody was just won over by our president coming back from Asia. Uh, we are getting ready for uh, David uh, Spillman to come on air. So stay tuned. We're going to get him on and, and uh, see what he has to say.
And you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and on the line, we have David Spillman from Freedom Works. And David, it's good to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And David, we know a lot about uh, Freedom Works. I do, I've, because I've read things and I've seen the website. And But tell our listeners out there, uh, tell us a little bit about Freedom Works, when, when it got started, and uh, what it does with the Tea Party movement. Well, Freedom Works is a grassroots organization uh, that believes in lower taxes, less government, and more freedom. We fight for those things across the country of over a million members right now. Um, we started in 1984 under the, the different name, uh, Citizens for a Sound Economy, and from there we grew. And in 2004, I believe we welcomed uh, Chairman and former Majority Leader of the House of Representatives, Dick Army, on as our chairman, and uh, Leader Army has been a great ally. And from in 2004, we adopted his name with his little slogan, which was Freedom Works, and that's how we got the name. Uh, we well, work with activists across the country. I do love that name, Freedom Works. It just <laughs> it just is a is a noun and a verb. <laughs> yeah, it's a great name, and it, and it absolutely freedom does work. And then now, go ahead and tell us a little bit about how it got involved with the Tea Party movement, David. Well, when the Tea Party movement came along, we were one of the few groups in, in, during the Bush administration who was, you know, uh, fighting against big government and the Republicans in name only under the Bush administration. And um, I wasn't with Freedom Works at the time. I was a young kid still in college. But, um, you know, what happened was that everybody, you know, kind of got fed up and, and Freedom Works was fighting hard and saying, you can't let, you know, the, the Republicans, you can't do this. And uh, as soon as the Tea Party started... Um, we were at the head of it. Uh, Freedom Works uh, was responsible for the 9, uh, 9-12 March, 09. And that, that was a huge, huge march in, in yep. uh, 2009. Absolutely, yeah. And we, we, had to, we, we did one this year, too, 9-12-2010. And basically, um, you know, what we do here is we organize activists across the country. So my everyday job, um, aside from the elections, is to say you want to get involved in the Tea Party, you call me. And I basically help you out, help you get involved, help you find the Tea Party, give you the tools um, to work in that kind of pro-freedom, pro-liberty movement. But so now Freedom they, Works uh, is best explained explained as a as a umbrella organization for all the Tea Party. Good, that's what I was about to say. Uh, now explain exactly how Freedom Works works. You know, if somebody contacts you, you can look up a Tea Party affiliated type. Uh, organization, or do they have to be affiliated for you to get them uh, in place to, to get plugged in? No, we work with everybody. We work with all types of Tea Party groups, from the biggest to the smallest, nationwide, locally. Um, I work with I work with you know soccer moms and and just dads and moms all over the country who are just concerned. Some people have may have a group with hundreds of people in it. Maybe some person's just an individual. Um, but what we do is we give you the tools. We, we train you in grassroots activism. We train you in get-out-the-vote techniques. Uh, we, we help you uh, get in touch with other people um, who are involved already. So it's a great – it's a way we build their, your network for you. Well, David, on, uh, the, the, you just, you just uh, told me you got in from the field. You've been out there for the last several weeks uh, with the election going on out in the field. Now, exactly what did you do uh, in, the, in the field? Yep, uh, that's a great question. I was out for the entire month of October and a little bit before in uh, September. Uh, my wife was not too happy, I'll tell you the <laughs> truth. When I got back in, in, at the end of the election, she says, never again. 
Uh, well, maybe we'll, we we'll need to understand that it will happen again in two years. But um, that's I'm going to say we had good results. So whatever you did, you need to do it again, David. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do. We did have a good results. But basically, what we do is FreedomWorks has a PAC, a political action committee, and what we're able to do is is we're able to endorse candidates and run parallel campaigns. What that means is we run we run a campaign separate and in no way coordinated with the campaign or the candidate. Uh, but we do endorse them. We make uh, yard signs, door hangers, walking maps, and we do training, and, and we get out the vote on, on, on behalf of the candidate. So that, I was in states like Washington, Alaska, Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania, Nevada, um, spent the last week during the election trying to, trying to have, help Sharon Engel get elected in, in Nevada. We came up short, but we, we were all over the place. The campaign's Department of Freedom Works was all over the place during the election season. Well, yeah, I can see that, by what, all the places you told us about. But uh, <laughs> zero in a little bit on Nevada. Uh, now, one thing I talked to our uh, listeners last week about was the fact that even though Sharon Engel got beat in Nevada, after it's all said and done, as much as I wanted uh, Harry Reid defeated, you know, I got to thinking maybe uh, it's good that he won for the fact that he's going to be the face of the Democratic Party for the next two years, and that might drive the Tea Party and Freedom Works and others to say we're going to have to work harder to knock out more Democrats in 2012. Absolutely. You know, what we tell our activists, and I tell people I work with every day, 2010 election was just step one. It's the first time the Tea Party and the lib- this pro-liberty movement was really in a, a force to be reckoned with. We picked up 60-plus seats in the House. We picked up a, a, gr- a great number of Senate seats. And, and basically, that's just step one. So we didn't get Harry Reid this time. But you know what? That's just step one. Step two, step three, in six years when his term is up again, we're going to go out and we're going to get him. By then, we'll have uh, another candidate, more people, uh, a new gr- group of activists, uh, who knows what it's going to be like in six years? I have a, I have a feeling we're going to be so strong that Harry Reid has will, will get clobbered in the next time he's up for re-election. Well, David, However, I, this is step one. I, I hope I hope you're right, but I do read the tea leaves, and 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 that pun is intended. You read the tea leaves, and you can see that uh, this movement is growing. And what's your perspective on the Tea Party movement? That's because I know you're a part of Freedom Works, but the Tea Party is fuel to it adds fuel to the fire. Well, I work, I work with Tea Party activists across the country every day, and I'll tell you what, um, I think they get the message, and I think we get the message that it's not about November 2nd. It was a, it's about November 3rd. It's what happens now after the election. The Tea Party's not going anywhere. We're not going to let these new guys that get in there uh, ruin our country again like they did last time. We're going to hold our, their feet to the fire. We're going to make them do good work. We're going to make them balance the budget. We're going to make them lower taxes. We're going to fight, and if they don't listen to us, we're going to throw them out again. Well, see, now the that's, party movement is growing. You, you're talking right, and you, you, you said earlier, and it's so true, I, when I'm working out in the field talking to people, talking about the Tea Party movement, one of the biggest questions I have I get, and I'm going to ask you this. This is the question I get with people who are independent, especially Democrats. They say, where were you when George Bush was running this economy in a ditch, when he was spending money like crazy? Where were you? Where was the Tea Party movement then? So uh, answer that question for us, uh, David. Well, I'll tell you, from a Freedom Works perspective, we were right there fighting against the big government when George Bush was doing it. We, we were the, one, of the, uh, one of few local D.C. groups who were very vocal about the this, uh, bailout under Bush um, and his big spending and his Medicare Part D and things like that. We were not for that. We were there fighting. In fact, a lot of our activists got their start in 2008 when Bush was 
pushing through those disastrous plans. Um, there was some, there was, you know, that argument is valid sometime. There were some groups that are very vocal today and very well-known, uh, you know, grassroots groups today who, who were there. I won't name their names, but they did not talk out against um, the big government uh, agenda of George Bush. And, in fact, they supported it. But, However, you know, FreedomWorks was on the front line, and we were fighting against it. And, David, that's exactly why I wanted to ask that question, because I knew the answer, because FreedomWorks and Dick Army, you were out there, and uh, I think Dick Army came in right in the middle of Bush's uh, term, didn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. Right yep, in the middle, right. and, and he, he didn't give Bush uh, any slack. Uh, he gave him some heat. Yes. And you know we got a lot. Of, we we did get a lot of um, a lot of hatred uh, for doing that. We we got a lot of pushback. But at the core of it, our activists who are the, who are now with us were there with us in 2007, 2008, before the Tea Party, quote unquote Tea Party, came about, um, before the Santa Rosa, uh, the rant, uh, before before the the 912, before Glenn Beck, before all that. Our activists were there. We work with activists now who talk about their their. Um, their beginning in their in, in journey into this Tea Party movement. Um, and it's really fascinating to talk to them because they have been there since the beginning. So the argument that we weren't here is not true. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you made that point. And, uh, and, and people need to remember that when these uh, liberals say, where were you? They say the voice was out there. And it was Freedom Works and a few others. But Freedom Works really led the way. And, David, I appreciate you bringing that out. One of the other things about the Tea Party movement right now, like you said, after the elections, what happens? And we're going to be seeing very soon how much uh, these newly elected uh, Republicans listen. So what is the question is, is the Republican establishment changing its direction? What, what was Dick Army, what does he and Freedom Works say about the Republican establishment? Will they change? Well, I'll tell you what, my, my response to that would be they better change because we'll throw them out just as fast as we put them in. And the truth is, uh, President and CEO of uh, Freedom Works, Matt Kibbe, likes to say that th- this election was a hostile takeover of the, the Republican establishment. <laughs> in the primaries, it was first, let's, beat the, let's win the primaries with the good candidates, beat the Republican establishment, and then we went and beat the Democrats. Now it's about holding those Republicans accountable. If John Boehner does not act conservative, and he goes back down that big government path, we are going to hold his feet to the fire. The Tea Party movement, Freedom Works, and groups like us will throw them out. We will throw them out. We are never going to let them do what they did last time, which was after the 1994, they had a few good years, and then they went south. And uh, Mr. Army and, and, and our group here at Freedom Works is 100% behind you know, throwing these guys out if they just become part of the problem. Well, that's good to hear because the Tea Party is different from anything that sprung up in uh, my lifetime. And I, I know it's like I said, it adds fuel to the fire for uh, Freedom Works to help uh, get rid of these uh, uh, spending. If if they be Republican or Democrat, just get them out of there. And and David, uh, we're coming in the end of the interview here. I know we've got about another minute. Is there anything you want to tell us about Freedom Works and uh, uh, what? Where can people find out more about Freedom Works? Well, uh, our website's www.freedomworks.org. I urge everybody to come sign up. I urge everybody to get involved and uh, call me. My, uh, my information's up there on the staff page. Um, if, if you want, email me. If you're one of those people who, who just sick and tired of throwing the remote control at the TV when they're watching Glenn Beck and want to do something, well, then call up FreedomWorks, and we'll get you involved. We'll put you to work. And we praise the people that are doing it right now, and we ask that we keep on doing it, and everybody keep on doing it and come up with new ideas and just keep pushing this movement forward because it's not going anywhere, and we're going to keep on spreading those uh, 
this fire of liberty. Well, David, thank you for being on uh, Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Good luck to you. God bless you, and uh, Godspeed. Same to you. Thanks for having me. And that was David Spielman from uh, Freedom Works, and you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And now for you uh, regular listeners, you know this is the time we have our Rock of Liberty speech. And tonight we're going to do something a little different. We're going to take you to Germany in the 1930s. And we're going to talk a little bit about Germany. And, and, and I want you to take away something from the wisdom and the nuggets of, uh, of uh, history. And make sure we don't repeat what's, what has happened in the past. So get ready for that, and we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna introduce that to you right now. Now this week's now this week's Rock of Liberty speech comes from uh, Germany in the 1930s. I'm gonna tell you where you can find out more about this. I'm just gonna hit a few few highlights. But uh, Charles uh, Coulson, Chuck Coulson, wrote a book uh, two or three years back called "God and Government: An Insider's View on the Boundaries Between Faith." and politics fascinating book and uh for those who also want to know uh, chuck colson has of course written many books many great fascinating books and i i will tell you if you want to go to uh, my website at www.teaparty.ms uh there is uh, a book on there you see uh, i got a series of books and one of them is a book of essays called why the conservative mind matters and in that uh, book, there's an essay uh, by me, and there's an essay by Chuck Colson, and some other conservatives you might uh, know, but uh, it's, a, it's a book of essays, Why the Conservative Mind Matters. Uh, it's been featured in Tea Party Express over the country this past year. Uh, it's uh, been out for a couple years now, but it's, it's got some fascinating uh, essays from uh, top conservatives around the country, and I'm glad to say Doc Holliday has an essay in there along with Chuck Colson, uh, Tony Perkins, uh, Alveda King. There's other conservatives that uh, names you'll note, some you won't note, but it's it's an important piece of uh, conservative literature. So anybody interested in that, and go to the website and you can get that book there. But I'm going to talk about this book called uh, God and Government by Chuck Colson, and what he is fascinating, and and uh, you ought to pick it up at uh, your library or go pick up the book, but uh, check it out, and he was talking about in the 1930s, talked about the rise of Hitler, and we all know how Hitler came to power out of the, out of the, just the brokenness, brokenness after World War One, and the, and the democracy just uh, failed under uh, inflation that was unbelievable going on in the, what was left of the German Republic, and then Hitler came to power, and then within six months. Uh, Coulson writes about within six months, Hitler accomplished an unbelievable task and he put together his government, got rid of the communists, got rid of uh, anybody that stood in his way, and he had the press, he had the political parties, he had the universities, he had all the professors, he had the labor unions, uh, he had everybody under his control, everybody but one thing, he said, and that was the church. He said two-thirds of the German population at the time, there were 45 million people, and two-thirds of them were Protestants, and they were primarily Lutherans. And uh, you remember Martin Luther came from Germany, and so uh, that stands to reason a lot of them were uh, Lutherans. And 
And they were uh, together, the, the Protestants were pretty much grouped together, known as the German Evangelical Church. And they were pretty much conservative, rural, patriotic. And, uh, and they, uh, they represented uh, mainstream Germans across, uh, across the country. But then there were some people in the church, uh, Bonhoeffer, one man named Bonhoeffer, young uh, theologian. And he had trouble with what was going on in the German church with uh, Hitler. He had trouble the way Hitler was uh, trying to take over even the church and, and snuff out the voices of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then there were other voices that stood up. And they had a group that, uh, as, as Hitler consolidated power, the only people who would even, uh, uh, even dare to, to say something against Hitler were in the church. So the, the Hitler's henchmen started out a methodical way of uh, reining in the church. And, it's, it's, and uh, Chuck Colson puts it out in his book. How It's sad, but it's true, how so many of, of uh, the pastors, the ones who stood strong, were sent to jail, were imprisoned. And slowly but surely, Hitler and his henchmen uh, silenced majority of the church there's some that never were silent and many paid with their life like uh we know the story of bonhoeffer if you don't know that there's a great uh, uh biography out about bonhoeffer now too you can look that up and but there was another german that uh, stood up to hitler he spoke to hitler uh, uh neil and he ended up uh, surviving and even after the war helped putting things together the helping get Germany back together in, in the aftermath. But he stood up and said, if we don't stand up for the Jews, you know, what's the church supposed to do? You know, when, when Hitler was trying to destroy the Jews and, and, and in prison and, and make them the scapegoats. And yet uh, there was this Christian pastor, Niemöller, that would stand up. And he did year after year. And finally he was put in, in prison. And one time when they uh, actually uh, put him in prison, uh, they, they had him there. He'd been used to the Gestapo coming through, and he was used to going in for questioning. But one time they didn't, they didn't take him to questioning. They took him right on to prison, and he spent about eight months in prison. And they brought him out of the charges. And, and the charges were the judges, uh, listen, they had person after person gave him a stirring character witness and so the judges uh, declared that uh, he was uh, that uh, that he was not guilty. But the, well, I should uh, go back and clarify that they said that he was guilty. They wanted to give him a slap on the wrist and they let him have time uh, served, and they were going to pretty much let him out. But then Hitler heard about this, and he said he'll be my prisoner, and he sent him on to the concentration camp. And, and luckily, he did survive that. And like I said, he ended up, uh, this is Neomola, and he ended up uh, helping Germany after the war to get things back together. And Bonhoeffer, those who know that, uh, there was a movie and a biography, and Bonhoeffer was, uh, uh, he, he was a part of the plot to, uh, to assassinate Hitler. And, and, and some people have trouble with that. A pastor being a part of that, but the 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 evilness that was inspired in in, in uh, Adolf Hitler 
when you see the fanatical madness and, and the killing of the Jews in the concentration camps, and, and I'm glad Bonhoeffer stood up to that, and he paid with his life. He was sent to prison, and, and just a few days before uh, uh, the prison was freed by the Allies, they went ahead and executed Bonhoeffer. And so the, what I want you to take from the Rock of Liberty speech is to realize the fanatical edge of uh, control that Hitler had, where he wanted to control the church and control the pastors of what they said. He wanted to use them. And in many cases, he did. People fell into Hitler's trap. And a whole nation suffered. So when we say give thanks on Thanksgiving, give thanks to God. And give thanks that we live in a country where we have freedom of speech. And that's something we should never lose. Even now, there's times when, when the liberals would say, I don't like to hear what you have to say. We're going to shut you up. Don't ever shut up the Word of God. Don't ever shut up the Bible. Even though it may say something that doesn't feel right, you don't stop the Word of God. It's what makes us free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And if anybody doesn't believe the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution is not based on the Word of God and the Bible and Judeo-Christian principles, then they don't know history. They don't know Jack. So listen. Listen to what the people are saying. We keep freedom of speech and we don't let the radicals, the left-wingers, don't like what's in the Bible, don't like what uh, people have to say, I don't like what they have to say, but they have freedom of speech and they can say it. It's got to be enough people to determine, and that's what the founders knew, that the people, when they're confronted with the truth, they can make decisions like they did on November 2nd. We can make decisions when we're confronted with the truth, and that's the Rock of Liberty speech. The take-home nuggets of freedom that you need to take from today is give thanks. Give thanks to God this week. And the second thing is, we are moving forward. With the Rock of Liberty speech, we know history. We know that we need freedom of speech, and we need to listen, and we need to be able to stand out from the uh, public places and shout out what we want to shout out because we need the freedom of speech. People need to hear all voices and then they concentrate on those who make sense and make things work. And that's what the Tea Party movement is. We are making sense. We're making things work. Be back here next week. We're going to continue working and showing you which direction the Tea Party movement is going. So don't miss another show. Doc Holliday's Tea Party right here on Web Talk Radio. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.